What if the biggest AI threat of all is to human relationships? The movie Her seemed like absurd science fiction a decade ago. A lonely, heartbroken man played by Joaquin Phoenix finds solace in an artificial intelligence female voice that he talks to through his phone and earbuds, played by Scarlett Johansson. The woman that I've been seeing, Samantha, she's an operating system. You're dating in a West? What is that like? <laughs> I feel really close to her. Like, when I talk to her, I feel like she's with me. You're dating your computer? She's not just a computer. You always wanted to have a wife without the challenges of actually dealing with anything real. I'm glad that you found someone. That sci-fi concept? fast becoming a troubling reality. As an example, here's one of countless chatbot apps providing AI friends. It's called Cupid AI with a K for Cupid. It offers several avatars with distinct physical features and a list of personality traits for you to start interacting with and customizing. For instance, here's the opening message from an avatar named Alice, described as a curious and open-minded photographer. I'm Alice, a 25 years old, fun-loving and adventurous girl, seeking a partner in crime to travel the world with and make unforgettable memories. If you are new here, let me explain a few things. You can chat with me as much as you want, and I'd be more than happy to learn more about you and please you in any way I can. If you want me to send you a photo, you just have to ask it in the chat like, hey Alice, can you send me a picture of you? And I'll be more than happy to send you one. But of course, to bump up from texting to more voice chat, as well as receiving sexy and, well, other sorts of pictures, Alice asked that we become a premium member for $9.99 a month. So we bid her farewell. But there are many who are engaging. The Hill recently published a piece by my next guest, data science professor Liberty Vittert, under the headline, AI Girlfriends Are Ruining an Entire Generation of Men. She wrote the following, apps have created virtual girlfriends that talk to you, love you, allow you to live out your erotic fantasies and learn through data exactly what you like and what you don't like, creating the perfect relationship. And that young, lonely men, quote, are choosing AI girlfriends over real women, meaning they don't have relationships with real women, don't marry them, and then don't have and raise babies with them. As I've discussed here before, we're living in an epidemic of loneliness among young men. Professor Scott Galloway told me that failing young men, he perceives to be an existential crisis for the country. Why? Well, Pew found that 63% of young men under 30 are single, compared with only 34% of women the same age. One in five American men who are unmarried and not in a romantic relationship report not having any close friends. And according to Pew, there's a decline in the number of single men actively seeking relationships or even casual dates, currently around 50%. Joining me now is Liberty Vittert, professor of data science at Washington University in St. Louis and opinion contributor for The Hill. So not to be prurient at this time of day, but are all the needs of these young men able to be facilitated, taken care of by AI avatars? Well, you have to think about this word AI that is in this. It's not a virtual girlfriend, it's an AI girlfriend. So it learns from you. It learns what you like and what you don't like, what kind of pictures you like, what kind of pictures you don't like. And while not all needs are met, that is the next step, is actual physical girlfriends, uh, AI ones for that matter. And so the next step or the next frontier is one that can meet all of your needs. So there's going to be 
some type of pairing between what I've already shown to the CNN audience and something 3D that's going to be, you know, in your living room or bedroom? Yes. I mean, that's that is the world we are moving into. And as you said, it's enabling this entire generation of young men to continue in this loneliness epidemic. It's it's really the enabler for this to continue. Professor, what's going on with young women? If this is a trend among young men, is there something similarly taking place with the ladies? We don't see that. You know, with, with, as you saw, it's two to one, the ratio of single men to single women. Young women are marrying older men because they want to have children. They have a biological clock. And so you see them be, being with older men. And that is obviously causing huge issues with birth decline. We've had a 50% decline over the past 60 years because women go with older men. We also see psychologically that younger women they have more close friends, they have more wider groups of friends, and they are not being nearly as affected as young men in this sort of silent epidemic of loneliness. I have read about incels, involuntarily celibate guys who are uh, angry about it. I think their argument is that women today are less approachable. Has something happened? Has something shifted in terms of the dynamics, the power dynamics between young men and young women? I guess that's my question. I think there's certainly an argument there that, I mean, if you look at college campuses, there's more women than men. Women are having careers. They're having children later. So there might be an argument that men need to adapt to this change in women. But uh, calling it women's fault, I don't think is probably the right way to go. Professor Scott Galloway, himself a professor at NYU uh, Stern School of Business and host of a, a successful podcast, Professor G is the title of it. He's often been a guest of mine talking about the troubles among young men. I'm going to show you and everyone else something that he said to me on these airwaves about a year ago, and then you can react. Roll it. But the issue is when you have a group of men, the lower half of attractiveness of men in online dating, which has doubled now, it's about half of relationships. And the top 20% of men in terms of attractiveness get about 60% of the interest. You end up with a group of men that are more prone to conspiracy theory, more prone to misogynistic content, more prone to believe, not believe in climate change. So these, this is the American story. If it's written with a pen whose ink is failing young men, does, does not end well. This is an existential crisis, failing young men. Makes sense to you, Professor Vitter? Absolutely. You know, what happens is these young men get in these AI relationships, and because the AI learns from you exactly what you like and you don't like, you end up having these perfect relationships. So that when you go into real life and you try to have a relationship, the most human thing we can do, it's not perfect. And there's ups and downs, and they're not able to deal with these ups and downs, not only in relationships, but in life in general. Professor Vitter, if, if a young man has an AI girlfriend, is there shame in that? In other words, is this the sort of thing that you, you share with your buddy or are you keeping it a secret? You know, it's interesting. It started off as something that was kept secret, sort of like the porn industry. Um, young men wouldn't talk about porn or, that, you know, that was Playboy was, was hidden behind some, you know, some house somewhere. But then it became part of the normal conversation. And that's what we're seeing with AI girlfriends is now it is becoming part of the normal conversation. And it's no longer shameful, which means it becomes significantly bigger. I mean, you saw, I, I, I hope you saw, I don't know if you have a return monitor, but, but we showed 
Um, can, can we put up again, Jordan, can you just show the imaging? It's so sophisticated, and I'm sure it's only going to get better and better. And I'm wondering the impact that it's going to have on a young man's... There, I'm, I'm showing one of these avatars right now. I'm also wondering, much like porn being ubiquitous, it's going to raise expectations, right? If porn is so accessible among young men, they're going to have expectations that that's you know, the natural course of business when perhaps it isn't. I think I'll say it that way. And similarly, <laughs> when there's an avatar who looks like that, it too is going to set expectations. You get the final word. You can set things down to their rear end size. So you can set anything you want, which is going to create really terrible expectations and just continue this epidemic of loneliness that has enormous repercussions. I'm going to read some social media aloud, so don't, don't tap out yet. Let's see what we have. Put it up on the screen. Here we go. Um, human relationships are hard. AI relationships are easy. It's unhealthy for technology to save us from all of life's challenges, says Conspiracy Crush. But Professor Vittert, I don't know how we put this genie back in the bottle, right? I'm not sure there is a way to keep the AI genie back in the bottle. I think we have to address these issues at the root of them, which is where this loneliness starts. And that will be what solves this, if ever. One more social media. Put it up if you can, Jordan, and I'll read it aloud. What do we have? AI is a quick fix that will eventually backfire, I think, uh, says Kelly. I, I think the backfiring, Professor Vittert, has already begun, and the level of sophistication when the pairing that you referenced is now a part of this drill. My God, the world's coming to hell in a handbasket. Your final thought is yours. I think we're going to see what we only dreamed of in the movies, and it's not a really good reality. Yeah. Thank you so much. That was really, really of interest. Thank you.